0: Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal to provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sophia Sam. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the New Man Podcast. I'm your host, Lathia Sam, and it is so lovely to have you here. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of your day to listen in. Um, I want to talk about something that I'm really passionate about today, and I'm, I'm very excited to share it with you because I think it is maybe one of the more overlooked uh, spiritual disciplines that really has unbelievable fruit uh, in, in my own life and, and biblically and Um, you know, even in my clients, uh, it's not something that I necessarily enforce in my programs, but it is something that I encourage. And, you know, for the people who have done this particular discipline, they found tremendous benefit. Uh, Let me just uh, give a little bit of context here. We are in a day and age where we get what we want when we want it. That is just the nature of it. It's the nature of technology. And uh, really, the digital age has just it's put information and resources at our fingertips. And it, it really, it's a it's a fascinating, um, it's just a fascinating time to be alive because uh, I think there's, there's this part of us that just thinks if we get more things, if we have more stuff, if we can position our lives so that we don't have any lack or any deficiencies, that is when we'll be uh, truly happy, truly fulfilled, truly satisfied, truly content, whatever it might be. But uh, the reality is, there is actually great satisfaction in deficiency. Uh, but of course, it has to be the right kind of deficiency, and it has to be in the right context. And that is really the the segue into the spiritual discipline I want to talk about today, which, if you haven't guessed already, is fasting. Uh, fasting is probably the least popular of the spiritual disciplines, at least kind of the mainstream ones. You know, there's worship prayer, reading the Bible, and fasting. I would say those are probably the top four. And Jesus talks about a couple of these in Matthew 6. Uh, He talks about doing good, he talks about prayer, and he talks about fasting. And the the basic premise in, in that scripture there, you know, Jesus basically says, if you do these things to be seen by men, uh, as the hypocrites do, the hypocrites being the religious leaders of those days who prayed in the synagogues, but they prayed out loud so that everybody would see how spiritual they are. Um, when they fasted, they always made sure that they looked sad so that people could tell something was going on and, oh, hey, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm fasting. Um, that kind of idea. They, they always sort of had this look on their face, um, that let people know. And Jesus basically in Matthew 6, he says, Hey, you know, when you do these things, when you do good, when you pray, when you fast, um, do not do these things to be seen by men. Instead, do them privately. Uh, let let them be seen by only your Father in heaven, and your Father who sees what is done privately will reward you openly. And uh, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great teaching, and I, I actually I teach on this in a lot of depth in Deep Clean because it's um it's been really impactful for me over the years. But um, it's interesting that that Jesus includes fasting in that, and he talks specifically about how. Um, the religious leaders had distorted the idea of fasting. They had basically made it something that it was never meant to be. And it was instead all about them. It was about how spiritual and how holy they appeared to other people to, to fast. And, um, and they really missed the point. And the reason that fasting is so uh, significant for, um, for me... And the reason that I believe there's such power in it is because of the actual essence of this scripture in Matthew 6. Now, if you do want to read and follow along, follow along, it um it's Matthew 16, 17, and 18, I believe, that specifically talk about fasting. Sorry, I don't know if I said that right. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 16, 17, and 18. So anyway, um the the real operative of all of this is that all spiritual disciplines. All spiritual disciplines—prayer, worship, um, fasting, the Word—all spiritual disciplines are meant for one purpose, and that is to foster relationship and connection with the living God. That is the the, the primary purpose. It is that we we are establishing connection with God, and in the process. Anything that enhances our connection with God is going to strengthen us as followers of Jesus. In other words, it is going to disciple us. It is going to make us more like Him as we do things that foster our relationship and our connection to Him. And fasting is no different. I, I think it, it's easy to see that played out in worship as an example because worship has that, that sort of vibe of connecting with God. It's, it's kind of built into the experience. Prayer is another one that is much more um, overt in the sense that you pray to God, and so of course in those times where you're you're praying to Him and and you're listening back and and reflecting and giving Him a chance to speak to you, um, there, there's sort of obvious ties to how that would build your relationship. Fasting, uh, maybe not so much. And let's not kid ourselves. Nobody is is chomping at the bit to fast. <laughs> There's nobody who's who's really eager to starve themselves for an extended period of time, uh, and and call it a spiritual discipline. And in, in some ways, the question is why would you why would you do that in the first place? And and it would have to be unto something great and rewarding. And how could fasting possibly be rewarding? Now, biblically, there are some great examples of people who fasted and and got something in exchange. Uh, Daniel is a great example. He fasted for 21 days. Uh, he had a particular fast, which we now call the Daniel fast, but he basically abstained from meats, uh, any any foods that were pleasurable. So uh, I believe, um, at least in my research, it's been reduced to primarily he ate, you know, vegetables, seeds, fruits, um, that kind of thing. Uh, very, very simple diet um and Daniel received a breakthrough uh, a messenger was sent from heaven towards him um to to give him revelation and to give him um like a, a spiritual breakthrough kind of thing and the messenger was caught up in the spiritual realm and daniel's fasting actually um it, it sort of pushed things along in the spirit and allowed that messenger to come through I, I believe it was stuck in battle for um It was a long time. I forget. I'm pretty sure the time is actually listed if you read. It's uh, Daniel chapter 10. Um, Jesus fasted, as we know, uh, right after he was baptized. He is basically launched into ministry by being led into the wilderness by the Spirit. He fasts for 40 days. And at the end of those 40 days, he's tempted by the devil, as we know. And and the story kind of goes on there. But he fasted. And um, it's interesting when he... Leaves the desert. If you read in Luke chapter four, he he's led by the spirit into the wilderness, fast for forty days, is tempted. He withstands the temptations of the enemy. We talked about how important it is to uh, withstand trial and temptation in the previous episode here, episode, uh, I believe that was episode thirteen. Um, but Jesus, at at the end of of his tenure in the desert, it says he he left the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Spirit. So Jesus enters, he is led by the Spirit. It doesn't say that he has power, but we know that after his fast, and after withstanding the temptations of the enemy, he comes out under the power of the Holy Spirit. And of course, his entire ministry, his time on earth, and especially in those three and a half years, was marked by the power of the Holy Spirit. He performed signs and wonders, he did incredible miracles, and he clearly was a... a, he just—he clearly had that power of the Holy Spirit. It is the only way that that a human could do the things that Jesus did. So biblically, there's a great precedence for fasting and for the impact it has on us. Now, the the typical fasts are, uh, you know, usually it's seven days, twenty-one days, forty days. Um, the, those are the kinds of fasts I see people doing. I have taken a bit of a different approach to fasting, and I'm going to explain what that approach is and i'm going to explain why but uh, the thing i want to remind you of is that fasting is primarily about fostering connection with god so just think about that if you're going to fast it's not about the abstaining of food it's not about starving yourself it is firstly and foremostly about bearing uh, or increasing connection with god and we see that like in, in those two examples i gave daniel he gets a breakthrough from God, right? A breakthrough that he couldn't have got any other way. He, he fasted his way through it and he got a breakthrough as a result. Jesus the same way. If Jesus only withstood the temptations of the enemy, um, but he didn't have to fast, I, I don't doubt for a second that he would have grew in his character. He would have grown in his stature. Uh, th- there would have been some, some, you know, good results from it but i do believe that the fullness of god's power was was given to him because he fasted he was able to foster a connection with god in a way that no other st- uh, spiritual discipline could and um and the same is true for you and for me that when we when we fast fasting can be really a just a, an incredible way to build intimacy and and relationship with god in a way that no other spiritual discipline can so my approach to fasting is I do not, um, I don't do three or four or seven, 21 day fast. Um, I've done a three day fast before. I think that's about the longest I've ever gone. in. it was, it was a long time ago. We're probably talking nine or 10 years ago. I think it was right before I went to ministry school. So I've, I've done those fasts before. But for the last five years, I have fasted for 24 hours every single week. And I I think I've missed maybe a handful of weeks. I mean, it's very rare. And so I fast for 24 hours and I do it consistently. Now, as you keep listening to my podcast and you get more invested, if you do get more invested in some of my programs or um, really any of my content, you can join my newsletter uh, that I send out weekly and that kind of thing. You will find that I am always, always playing a long game. I'm always thinking long term. And I'm always looking for the things that I can do consistently over a long period of time that are going to bring the best results. So that is uh, a little bit countercultural because, as I said at the beginning, we are conditioned to have things instantly and right away. And so when you sort of approach things that way, um, then the idea of, of doing something consistently in small chunks over a long period of time is less appealing because why why do that when you can just, you know, fast for 7 days now and get all the results, quote unquote, so to speak. But let me just tell you a little bit about why I do it like this. Um the, the main reason is because I believe there is there's power in spiritual disciplines as a lifestyle. Now, you're not going to be able to do every single discipline perfectly as a lifestyle. The reality is you're going to have some seasons where you love reading your Bible and some seasons where it's just not really doing that much for you. You're going to have some seasons where you are really able to engage in worship and other, other seasons where it's like, it's just music and it's not really doing much for your heart. Now, it, whether or not it's, it's really, um, you know, giving life or whatever, it doesn't mean that you should stop doing them. But rather, it is to say that there will be seasons where, where things are really highlighted and... Um, And really nourishing and there's going to be other times where maybe it's not so much the case but the key will always be that you are able to do it anyway because when you do it anyway uh, as we said in the last episode in episode 13 if you don't quit you win and and as you persevere and as you stay consistent it really really does go a long way to getting those those compounding results and, and that's really what this is about. And it's why I believe that fasting for me is, it's been more impactful for me the last probably eight to 12 months than it was the first four years combined. Um, it, in other words, the, the impact of it starts to increase as you do more and more of it. And, and so imagine, like, if you take away some of the, the constructs you may have around fasting, just imagine, imagine that you, um, you could sit face to face with Jesus every week for 45 minutes, 45 minutes a week, he gives you the light of day, you get to sit with him as if, uh, as if you were um, sitting with a friend having a coffee. So imagine you could do that for 45 minutes. Let me ask you, would you rather do that for um, 45 minutes for five years? Or would you rather do it for four hours one time? Which one do you think is going to help your relationship more? Well, it, it's probably going to be getting to know Jesus over time. It's, it's getting to sit down with him week in and week out. Um, you can have those those spurts and those bursts, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're useful. But there is something about being able to do something just consistently over a longer period of time. And for me, fasting has been that. So when I fast, uh, usually I'll, I'll start fasting Wednesday evenings. So I have dinner, uh, Wednesday nights, date nights. So usually we have uh, dinner around, uh, you know, six o'clock. By 6.30, I'm done eating. And then that begins the fast. And I I don't, um, I all I do is drink water until 6.30 the next day. So when you really think about it, it's, I'm only missing two big meals and, of course, all the snacking that goes on in between. But um But in those 24 hours, I do a couple of things. And this is what makes fasting really, really useful. (laughs) Um, And I'm just laughing because I'm being reminded that one time I I told somebody about my practice, you know, that I I fast for 24 hours every week. And they sort of were like, only 24 hours? Like, you call that spiritual? Like, you call that fasting kind of thing? And so I asked him, oh, well, you know, how often do you fast? And... His face sort of just went blank and he said, like, oh, uh, well, uh, you know, I fasted a couple times back in the day, but I haven't really I don't really do much. And so it, I asked him, like, well, would you rather would you rather fast for a short period of time every week or fast sporadically for longer periods of time? And the question kind of answered itself. And the reason that fasting can be so powerful and so effective is for two reasons. There's two very practical things you can do to really harness the power of fasting. Number one, use your hunger pains as a reminder to turn your attention to Jesus. Use your hunger pains as a reminder to turn your attention to Jesus. So um, all that means is that in the course of those 24 hours from Wednesday evening to Thursday evening, when I'm hungry, which usually my hunger doesn't really kick in until uh, a couple hours into the day on Thursday, but when it does, I use it as a reminder to fix my attention to Jesus, just to invite him into what I'm doing. I'm usually working away and I'm feeling hungry and it's like, okay, yeah, thank you, Jesus. I, I just invite you into this moment, God. Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is that maybe I'm doing in that moment or whatever it might be. And and again, I mean, we've always, we've all, at least for me, I've always longed. To just have that kind of awareness of Jesus at all times. And it's, it's just not, it's not that realistic as you get older. You know, there's so many demands and um, so many other things to pay attention to, but it's, it's a really neat way for me to at least just get a glimpse of it where it's like I'm, I am inviting God in a little bit more than I normally do. Now, the second practical thing, and this is what really harnesses the power of fasting is coupling it with prayer. Now, when you couple fasting with prayer, supernatural things happen and a great example of this is i don't actually remember the scripture reference but jesus raises up the disciples he sends them out and they begin to cast out demons heal the sick raise the dead and the the disciples come back to him and they're saying you know this is amazing like look at all these things we did in your name we we can't believe it you know it's kind of like this wow like this thing actually actually works like you're actually for real and, um, and of course, what, what always happens is that the disciples get a little bit too confident in their newfound abilities and they encounter a man who's possessed by a demon and they cannot cast the demon out. And, you know, they've tried everything that they can. Their normal methods are not working. And so they return to Jesus and they bring him to him and they say, Jesus, you know, we've tried. We can't do, we can't do it. We, we're struggling here. Help us out. And Jesus casts out the demon. And afterwards, the disciples are sort of perplexed, and they're saying, "You know what happened back there? Why? Why couldn't we cast it out?" And um, so there, there's a little bit of discrepancy here on what the original text says, so you do have to take this with a grain of salt. But um, but Jesus' response uh, in in my Bible, um, it says that he his response was, "This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting." So he couples the two disciplines together, prayer and fasting. Now, um, the reason that prayer and fasting are so powerful is because actually fasting can be used as sort of a a launch, a launch pad for your prayer life in the sense that uh, when you are uh, hungry, when you are um, going through those those 24 hours, you can use it as an opportunity to really focus in on a particular area. So, um, you know, I I had a season, this was before I launched Deep Clean, and I was kind of looking for my next endeavor, my next initiative, and I was really seeking the Lord on it, and and I was really praying into it, and and praying with some regularity. But when I fasted, I made it the focus, just to get clarity on what my next step was, and that whatever I did next would be extremely fruitful. Those were kind of the two desires of my heart. And so in those 24-hour periods, anytime I was hungry... I would invite God in, I would draw my attention to Him, or turn my attention to Him rather, and then I would use it as a reminder to pray, to, to pray for my next business endeavor, to pray for my next opportunity, my next idea, whatever it might be, and to pray that it would be really, really fruitful. And and all throughout the day, uh, I'm in sort of this, this ebb and flow of hunger, pains, and prayer, and, and praying and, and seeking the heart of God and, and then getting revelation and going back into my day and then getting hungry and doing it all over again. And you can kind of see how actually even a small 24-hour period, if it only gives you a few moments like these, it's still totally worth it. It's worth it not just to foster that greater connection with God, even though that's our priority, but secondly, to, to focus in on a particular area where you're seeking revelation, you're seeking clarity or, or, or breakthrough or increase or whatever it might be, coupling prayer and fasting is incredibly powerful. And you know, there's no reason I couldn't just do 24 hours of prayer every week where I kind of really focus in on it. And there's no reason I couldn't do just 24 hours of fasting. But when you couple the two together, there, there's a synergistic impact. And it is really, really fun because when I look back now on the last five years of my life, the areas that have blossomed and the areas that have had the most growth by far are the areas that I have focused on when I've been praying and fasting. And, um, and actually, deep clean is a great example because out of that season where I was asking God for my next initiative, my next assignment, that's when deep clean surfaced, sort of the idea. And it was just incredible, like as one thing after another came into play and all the product creation that I've gone through, you know, I've built a couple courses, uh, I wrote a book earlier this year and we're, we're in the process kind of editing the manuscript. And you'll hear more about that in future episodes. But all of these things have, be, have been easy. Um, it's not to say that they haven't been uh, like hard work, but there, there hasn't been some of those usual, like I never really had writer's block writing my manuscript and it was over 90,000 words long. Um, I built over 35 hours of course content and I never really hit any sort of um, content creator's block, whatever you'd call that uh, for the videos. It, it was just, it, it, it was amazing. And I know that because I prayed and I fasted over these things, there was sort of this supernatural force behind everything that was really um, giving it an ease and ultimately giving it this incredible fruit. And, and that's been the, the fun part for deep clean is just seeing the kind of impact it's having on people's lives and realizing like, dang, I mean, I I could have done this on my own and it would have been just fine. But the fact that it's been like covered in prayer and that I fasted over this program and over the guys that I'm serving, I mean, it just it takes everything you do to, to the next level. So I, I want to leave you with a couple things here. Number one, I would really consider fasting and it, it doesn't have to be anything Extraordinary. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Um, This is not about bragging to other people about how spiritual you are, and it's not even about hitting a certain mark or a certain standard. The goal is that it fosters connection with Jesus. So um, that is that is our reason for fasting. And um, there are just there are things you experience through fasting specifically that you cannot experience through reading the Word or through worship. They all sort of offer their unique flavor in your experience of God. And if you haven't ever fasted before, I would start really simple. Um, you could you could start with by even fasting one meal and just kind of dipping your toe in the water a little bit. And as you get comfortable, you can do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and you'll eventually get into a rhythm and I, I'm actually thinking about expanding uh, my 24 hour fast into a 36 hour fast. Um, I have to think that one through a little bit more, but it's just something I've been contemplating lately. But the the key in all of this, and we we talked about this already, but the key is that you do it consistently. Find something that you can do for the next three months, and um, and I would have uh, I would have a couple things that you really want to pray into, some things that you're you're seeking breakthrough for, and um, and I would make a note of those. And when you fast, even if it's just a single meal, any time that you think about breakfast, any time that you're hungry during that time. Use it, use it as a launch pad to pray into some of those items, to, to bring God into what you're doing and then to, to sort of channel your requests and your petitions before him. And you will be amazed at what happens and you should document it. Just write down what happens in those areas as time goes on. You'll be absolutely amazed. So that's my take on fasting. I don't intend to stop anytime soon. Um, I've told other people about this and um, you know, I remember one person, they, they said, oh yeah, I remember I had a season where I where I fasted quite a bit like that too. And uh, for me, I'm like, well, this isn't a season. This is a lifestyle and uh, something that I intend to do for a very, very long time. The, the, yeah, the impact it's had on my connection with God and some of the breakthroughs I've had ha- have been phenomenal and, um, you know the the one thing that's been fun. Uh, i sorry. I, I know this is like my second second ending. Probably my second of three. Um, but the the other thing that's been really fun about fasting is I've had some weeks where it's like you know God, I don't actually have anything specific that I really want breakthrough in. I'm just going to ask for more of you. I'm just going to ask that our relationship gets deeper. That I become more like you. And, and those, those prayer requests have been answered just as much as some of the more tangible ones, like, um, you know, having a business and having more clients and, and that kind of thing. And, um, and so there's, there's really nothing off the table here. And as long as you grow in your relationship with God, that's all that really matters. And that alone will make fasting worthwhile. So I hope this encourages you. Uh, thanks again for listening and please, uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, that gives you a chance to, uh, to regularly get, um, this content. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating or review on your respective platform, that would mean the world to me as well. And it helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Take care. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at sathiamesam. Thanks again and see you next time.